You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. I need more booze, so we're gonna yeah. start off you by just going straight booze. into it. So Martha and I are in a brand new apartment. It's, it's wonderful, so nice, except that there are just boxes everywhere. Well, yeah, but right we now literally trash, but we don't just have moved in. But with that, with that, we got a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. Got some nice Asti because it we've was, earned it. Because we've earned it, and it was on sale. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right, and we have our fun Halloween goblet. You should probably take a selfie so that we have those yeah, we in our. We both put on <laughs> outfits. So I walk though. into Martha's room, <laughs> and I just gotten up from like a nap. So I like put on a cute little stupid kitty oversized t-shirt and kitty ears, and I walk in, and Martha is wearing <laughs> the tank that we got from Johnny Ruckus. Shout out Johnny Ruckus and uh, Ruckus Tees. That sounds right. Something like that. <laughs> the one on Instagram. Yeah. And devil horns. And I was like, why are we like this? This is the people that this we are. Is, and we just looked at each other and started laughing. Yep. <laughs> so it's fine. It's like, all good. Yes, we're doing nothing, but we're both dressing up. Yes. All right. Cheers. <laughs> that, I guess, it's Halloween. As yeah. we were sort of saying, happy Halloween, it everyone. actual Halloween. It is the day actual, we are recording. Actual, factual Halloween. True facts Halloween. You won't be hearing this until about mid, mid-November. But we don't but care about it. We you. don't care. What? So we're going to end spooky season good, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> um, but yeah, new apartment, and I think that's really... That's the most news. Yeah. We carried a table up a thousand oh, flights my of God. stairs. So my Fitbit read how many <laughs> flights of stairs yesterday? 83. 83. And today it read 40, so... Fuck. That's horrible. Yeah. So Rough. now I my have pipe hurt. cleaners for legs yep. and... Yeah, and but it, and it wasn't even like just going up that many stairs. It's going up that many stairs, carrying heavy things, heavy things, bins and tables and awful things. I don't know if you've ever carried a long box of comics, but it sucks a lot. <laughs> it sucks. I'm always like, they're so floppy. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, no, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. Also before, also let's, before. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We have. Halloween Reese's back! Here's some ASMR for you. Trick or treat. That's horrible. Look at that. I'm sorry. Mine's sort of just a mush. Yeah, no, they like really melted into weird shapes. It's okay. They still taste great. Trick or treat. All right, I want you to finish your life up so we can introduce ourselves and start this podcast because we still haven't introduced ourselves. Oh, what's the (laughs) deal? Clinked and I got lost. <laughs> we cling to just being, being, existing. Ooh. Oh no, it's fine. Everything's fine. All right, I'm Brittany Vitrino. I'm Martha Bartlett, and this is. But first, let's, let's talk, talk nerdy. Clink. clink. Like, I don't it. know how much of a clink there's going to be on there. I never noticed that this was spiderwebs until yeah. right now. Yeah, super cute. They're super cute. Dollar store. Yo. All right. So for episode twenty nine. I am going to talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. 
Yes. Nice a really good in-between thing. And that's literally, it's perfect one to leave Halloween on and let it get us led up to Christmas time, even though my room is already semi-decorated. <laughs> yes, Leading up to. That's some hard air quotes, friends. Leading up to Christmas for regular people. Yes. <laughs> for me, it's always Christmas. I just watched the uh, Bob's Burgers where they get the Christmas tree and then they have to get another Christmas tree and then they have to get another Christmas tree on fucking Christmas Eve because all the Christmas trees die because they get them so early. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> One year our Christmas tree died, which we've never had happen. And my parents had to go get another Christmas tree like three days before Christmas. <laughs> Apparently they were not happy. Yeah, I bet. Especially since like the way we decorate our tree, it's like like my mom like gets in the tree to put the lights in there. Like it's a process for them to get the lights on and then it's like and then all the bulbs like it's literally like a three hour thing. Yeah. So they had to pull them all off and put them all back on. That sucks. And spend way too much money on a second tree. Yeah. Womp on that. But yeah, okay, my sources today, Wikipedia. <laughs> and I read a article on cosmopolitan.com by Claire Hodgson. Good old Cosmo telling you some oh, yeah. of your tips about oh, yeah. what to yep. put on your boyfriend's dick. Donuts. Yeah. I think for a while. Did we have this conversation? We have, but not here. Mm hmm. But it definitely was. The donut was like, hole is too small. <laughs> and also, you don't want anybody to be also, eating something yeah, off of I eat, with their like, teeth. I don't nibble at a donut. I chomp, a donut. I chomp into a fucking donut. That would be the worst day of everybody's life. <laughs> don't put a donut on your boyfriend's yeah. dick. No. Or any random dude that you might be Just banging put it at the time. Just two of your fingers. Just eat the donut and then suck his dick. There you go. <laughs> Or suck his dick and then eat the donut. Cosmo tips and tricks from Brittany and Martha. <laughs> I slammed myself on the end of that, but I didn't really give any tips. Uh, don't put a donut on anybody's dick. Mm. It's okay. weird. <laughs> so, here we go. The Nightmare Before Christmas, also known as Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, is a 1993 American stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy film. It was directed <laughs> by Henry Selick and produced and conceived by Tim Burton. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles through a portal to Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. I feel you, Jack. Danny Elfman wrote the songs and the score and provided the singing voice of Jack. It originated in a poem written by Burton in 1982. Oh, God. While he was working as an animator at the Walt Disney Productions. So, uh, with the success of Vincent in the same year. I don't, right. I don't okay. know what that is. I have seen Vincent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the success of Vincent in the same year, Burton began to consider developing The Nightmare Before Christmas as either a short film or a 30-minute television special, but to no avail. Over the years, Burton's thoughts regularly returned to the project. In 1990, he made a developmental deal with Walt Disney Studios. Production started in early July 1991 in San Francisco. Disney initially released the film through Touchstone Pictures because the studio believed the film would be too dark and scary Ooh. for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it no, is there was definitely up. a little... Well, I, I didn't see it until I was like... 
teenager. Really? That was this was a no, staple when I was younger. Because I was clearly my parents didn't care because I was watching Scream at like six. The main issue is you, the youngest, were not a terrible coward. <laughs> and my, the youngest, was. That's and we true. couldn't watch it. Are you That's afraid true. of the dark or anything fun? And I'm like, I don't understand why I have to be punished. Also, my main thing, too, is my parents were just letting my sisters watch me. Mm-hmm. Because they are 8 and 10 years older than me. Makes much more sense. So this is what happens when 15 and 16 year olds have to watch their 6 year old Whereas I'm like, I know I'm 2 years older than, uh, 3 years older than you, but uh, we're watching this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Don't Tell Mom. And then (laughs) he has nightmares and she figures it out anyways. And then I still get in trouble, so it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Sam. Stop being a a pussy. So the film met with both critical and financial success, grossing 90 million since its initial release and uh, garnering a cult following. It was nominated for Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, a first for an animated film, and the film has since been reissued by Walt Disney and was re-released annually in Disney Digital 3D from 2006 until 2009 making it the first stop-motion animated feature to be entirely converted to 3D. Oh, dang. Yeah. So for those of you who live under a rock, here's a quick little rundown of our beloved classic. Also, if you somehow haven't seen it, it is streaming on Disney+. Plus. So you should probably just pause this and go watch it real quick and then come back. It's very good, and it's really cute. And while you are watching it with us on pause, you should five star us (laughs) and review us and subscribe if you haven't already, because you can do that on your phone while you're watching this great movie. Even if your review just says like butts, it doesn't matter. It's still a review. It's still a plus butts. butts. My butt is great. Yeah. A plus around. You should follow me on Instagram. There's been plenty of butt this Halloween. Boy. It's true, though. (laughs) All right. So Halloween Town is a fantasy world filled with various monsters and supernatural beings associated with the holiday. Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, and the leader of the town leads them into organizing the annual Halloween celebrations. However... Jack has grown wary of the same routine year after year and wants something new. So wandering into the woods the next morning, he stumbles across seven trees containing doors leading to towns representing various holidays and enters the one into Christmas town. Because it has a nice shiny Christmas tree on it and why wouldn't you? It's a holiday to pick. Well, and also, like, of all the things to represent Christmas, a Christmas tree is the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Because if it was Santa, I would be like a hard fucking pass. If it yep. was a snowman, I would be like, it's cold. Yep. But Christmas tree, I'm like, oh, a beautiful tree and everything's so cute. I know nothing about this, but I'm excited. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or a present. Well, obviously that's okay. <laughs> 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 He's awed by the unfamiliar holiday. Jack returns to Halloween Town to show the residents his finding, but they fail to grasp the idea of Christmas and compare everything <laughs> to their ideas of Halloween. Although, <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> they do relate to one Christmas Town character, its ruler, Santa Claus. Sandy Claus. Yes. Sandy Claus. 
Jack sequesters himself in the tower to study Christmas and finds a way to rationally explain it, but cannot. Just, I love the word sequester. I know it wasn't probably yours, but I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take credit for it. That's fine. (laughs) I know it was yours and you use it all the time, so... uh, (laughs) Sorry. I almost drowned you and then I almost drowned myself in that weird gross burp, which was probably a couple ghosts. On Halloween, the rule is all burps are ghosts. <laughs> I know ghosts aren't real, but they are tonight. <laughs> they are when woo. we burp. I Next time you burp, you have to woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. Give me some of this fucking champagne. Let's get this shit. <laughs> So he ultimately decides that it's unfair for Christmas Town alone to enjoy the holiday. I agree. And announces that he and the citizens of Halloween Town will take over Christmas this year. Everyone should have Christmas. And you get a Christmas. And you get a Christmas. It does seem fair, though. It does. Christmas is great. Yeah. You can take away. And I'm just talking about. I don't mean. I know there's a bunch of other holidays and religious things, but I am not religious at all. Christmas should be celebrated by everyone because it's wonderful. There's a word. It's just, it just, it's like how we. Like non-religious is the, but there's a word for it and I can't come up with it right now. Oh, it begins with an an S. We'll randomly think of it. Yep, I will. We'll get there. She'll she'll ghost it out. I would love to say that the picture of this one isn't going to be us definitely ghosting, but uh, here we are. Um, so Jack assigns the citizens of Halloween Town Christmas-themed jobs, including singing carols, making presents, and building a sleigh to be pulled by skeleton reindeer. Making Christmas, making Christmas, ba la la. It's ours this time. There's so many good voices. Mm-hmm. I love the fucking vampires with their very high voices. <laughs> making Christmas, making Christmas. Like you guys are cute. I'm really mad. I'm about mad it. about it. Alright, so Sally, a beautiful ragdoll woman that is secretly in love with Jack, expresses a vision that their efforts will end in disaster. But Jack dismisses this, shocking, and assigns her to the task of sewing him a red coat to wear. That scene is also really funny. She's like, here's a disaster, and he's like, here's a picture of this instead. (laughs) Have you thought about my Christmas outfit? Typical fucking white dude. I was going to say, literally you and me dealing with anybody trying to talk to us about anything that, in, like, is dumb and not important. That's also true. Um, but have you thought about me? <laughs> and something you could do for me? But, but typical white dude where it's like, dude. everything is failing, but look at what I want. But, but have you thought about me? Maybe everything is failing... Because we haven't finished my vision. (laughs) Um, And so then he also tasks Lock, Shock, and Barrel, a trio of mischievous trick-or-treating children, to abduct Santa Claus and bring him back to Halloween Town. I want to do it. (laughs) Let's draw straws. (laughs) 
the best. I love them. Jack tells Santa who will be bringing Christmas to the world in his place this year. Jack orders the trio to keep Santa safe, but the children instead deliver Santa to Oogie Boogie, <laughs> a gambling addicted boogeyman who, who will definitely to, eat him. Who, yes, who plots to play a game with Santa's life at stake. Sally attempts to rescue Santa so he can stop Jack, but Oogie captures her as well. The Oogie Boogie song is probably one of... Whoa, it's whoa, really like... Whoa, it's the Oogie Boogie Man. songs for... Uh, so good. And like, it might be top two. And it's a good song. I would have to think about it. I think for me, I think it's top three. Yeah. I have. It's hard. I know. It's hard. Poor Unfortunate Souls and is also, real good. Yeah. And um, Be Prepared is also that real good. That was going to be the other one. <sighs> and then... um. The one from Princess and the Frog is really good. Now. <laughs> well, at least we have very similar things to Disney villain songs. So Jack departs to deliver presents to the world, but the Halloween style gifts terrify and attack the children and their families. While the media sends word via radio about the Santa dates the 1993. (laughs) The radio sends word about the Santa imposter. The military take action and shoot down Jack, causing him to crash into a cemetery. Shocking. America shoots him down. While the devastated residents of Halloween Town think that he's killed, Jack has survived and he bemoans the disaster he has made of Christmas. Do you think Jack can die? Since he's a skeleton? probably not. Yeah, okay. I'm guessing he's undead. Like, just get all your parts together. Yeah. Or borrow some. And I kind of assume Halloween Town is kind of like hell. Yeah. But, like, kind of fun. Making Christmas, making Christmas, making Christmas. (laughs) Jack does find that he did enjoy the experience nonetheless, and it ends up reigniting his love of Halloween. But first, he realizes he must take action to fix his mess. Mm. Jack returns to Halloween Town and finds Oogie's lair. Oogie tries to kill Jack, but Jack defeats him by ripping apart a thread holding his clothes together, causing all the bugs that live inside Oogie to fall apart in the cauldron. He should be glad it's just not a little thread that once you break, it does nothing. There are two types of threads, everyone. Mm -hmm. There's the one that you can easily rip and it does nothing. And then there's the other one that just keeps pulling your clothes apart. You are either completely fucked or you're like, I really thought this was going to do something. And I guess I'm going to have to like rend and tear anything to get this stupid tag off. <laughs> I rip a hole in my shirt before the fucking tag comes off. This is the truth. I have so many shirts that have like a little hole right over here, which is the Like, worst. how did you rip the fabric, the solid fabric, before you rip the thread? And it's like, you and I both sew. We know how this shit works. <laughs> After he pulls apart Oogie Boogie, Jack apologizes to Santa for his actions. And Santa, while still angry at Jack for ruining Christmas and not listening to Sally's warnings, assures him that it can be fixed and he returns to Christmas Town. Because it is Santa. I was going to say, just like a regular, regular white dude, everything ends up being okay in the end. <laughs> Aww. Rough. 
know. Don't do Santa is magical. Okay. Yeah, so everything can actually turn because out because he okay is actual again. magic. Because it's magic, but the real world isn't magic. So everybody, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't know where to end there. That's why I said shut the fuck up. So, um, as Santa replaces the Halloween-style presents with genuine ones, the townspeople of Halloween Town celebrate Jack's survival and return. Santa then visits Halloween Town and brings them snowfall for the residents to play with, which is a, uh, which in a way fulfills Jack's original dream. As he flies away, Santa sh- what's this? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> So cute at the end. Like the mayor. He yeah. does his like head oh, swap. His head. The mayor is one of my fucking favorite <laughs> characters in all of it. Ugh. He's so weird. I feel like like the main characters are great, but also there are so many weird little teeny side characters that you see for like half a second in the background. So good. They're incredible. So good. Ugh. Alright. So as Santa flies away, he shouts out, Happy Halloween! And Jack replies by shouting, Merry Christmas. And to finish it all off, in the graveyard, Jack and Tally declare their love for each other. Cliche and corny, but we are still Disney. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a little bit spooky. I know my favorite. You're not going to be You're not gonna be surprised at this nope. at all. But the old ghost dog's my favorite. Oh, of course. Zero. Yeah, he's a baby. No, that's fair. Uh, and his nose goes red. Yeah, because he is so cute. Ugh, and his little, like, floaty and the fact that he plays fetch and all that shit. <laughs> what a jerk. I love that. Um, I love, they had that one bassist in their little, like, band. It's like all in minor key. I'm like, yes, representation, this is all I want. <laughs> but yeah, yay, all oh, babies. Alright, so now that the plot is out of the way or what happens in the movie because apparently people live under rocks. Um what I really wanted to talk about today, and that is the debate on whether the nightmare before Christmas oh. is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. <laughs> I left that out until I got here for the surprise. I am going to throw you. And while you want to throw me, can I just mention Chris Evans? I have pipe cleaners for arms. Um, who doesn't have pipe cleaners? <laughs> no. I do right now because I, which is why I can't throw you. Um, he can throw me. You can throw me anywhere. Yeah, you want actually. For in a pool would be awesome. I don't care where. Even if it's somewhere hard, it's fine. <laughs> Please just pick just me up. <laughs> into a rock quarry. It's fine. I'll deal with it. R.I.P. It was worth it. <laughs> You held me for a few seconds. Britney's ideal death. Oh my god. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> First of all, just the idea that I guess Chris Evans has been pretending to be a nice person this entire time. And then he's just going to be like, and you're like, can you pick me up? And he just scoops you and he's like, boink, tosses you in a rock quarry that is apparently there. <laughs> I was picturing, like, lots of pointy rocks. (laughs) You're probably not going to survive. This is Chris Evans' murder? It's fine. Does he go to jail? No. He he doesn't need to go to jail. You don't press charges. (laughs) I'm pressing charges, I am okay with this. I am okay with it. I get... I permit it. Hypothetical. If Chris Evans does try to murder you, I will... 
be mad. Just so you know. I won't be. So, Chris, that would be dead. <laughs> you ever want to murder someone? Hey. Okay. So, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? Most seasonal films are pretty easy to categorize. <laughs> Horror films are obviously made for Halloween, and even films like Casper and Hocus Pocus have a pretty obvious spooky theme and take place around Halloween. Horror films are for all year. That's all. But no, there are a lot of specifically horror Halloweens, yes. Also, you tend to watch horror movies more around Halloween. I will also be one saying, Christmas movies are for all year! Yes. Well, Christmas is a specific holiday, and horror is actually a genre. Yes. The difference. I would say horror fans never watch it only on Halloween. This is true. Yes. As someone who watches Christmas movies at all time of year. You know, just get that magical and like cliche corny feeling. Our favorite thing to do during Christmas is to get drunk and fucking watch awful. I have to tell you how your relationship isn't gonna work. And how sometimes your three plots that always happen. Okay, so listeners, what are the three plots that always happen? Dudes, if you guys nail this, if you get that We'll send you $5 on Venmo. I will send you $5 on Venmo if you get these right. (laughs) That's real. This is my verbal signature. (laughs) I'm leaning into it. (laughs) Shit. All right. Horror movies. Most of them take, a lot of them take place around Halloween specifically, but they're obviously the big time. A lot of people watch them and a lot of them come out or around Halloween time. And there's a lot of Halloween specific yes. themed horror movies. Yes. Like any movie called Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> like any movie. With or like fucking... something with pumpkin or yeah. jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. I assume there's a candy corn horror movie. Sorry, That's I'm it. just thinking about candy corn. The face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. Uh, equally, there's not much debate about around, uh, around movies like Elf, Muppet Christmas Carol, or Home Alone. They are all Christmas movies. Obviously. Also, my favorite Christmas movie, which is Christmas Vacation. If it says Christmas in the goddamn title, if it says the holiday in the title, it's that holiday's movie. But except for Nightmare Before Christmas, because that can be... Both because I take back this law. Literally, what we're talking about. Yes. So if the, how about this? If it starts with the with the holiday, it is that holiday's movie, and it cannot be anything else. Nightmare Before Christmas. This one isn't so straightforward because it doesn't start with the holiday. So. The film is all about Halloween Town, and the main character is a skeleton known as the Pumpkin King. His dog is a ghost. There are witches. There's an oogie boogie man filled with all snakes and bugs. Buggies. And he's gross. He's super There's gross. all these weird creatures that we associate like, with spooky Halloween. Exactly. And then uh, everything about the town is spooky and very Halloween. And the main song is, This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Shit. But it's not that straightforward. It takes place at Christmas time. There is indeed a Santa and... 
a Christmas with a miracle of sorts. Jack ends up finding his happiness in Halloween Town in the end, which is always what happens in any Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. They go back to their hometown and they're like, this is where I meant to be. <laughs> Hint to that $5. Have you thought about it? $5? <laughs> Santa saves Christmas and hell, the hero and the heroine even end up falling in love at the end. Gross. But that also happens in every Christmas it's movie. It's true. You're also right. hint to that five dollars. I just gave you two hints, people. Those are really solid hints. So you have to come up with a third your own. Those are hints to what takes place in each of them. That's true. You never escape either of those. No, they Fuck. happen in all. Terrible, of the terrible tropes. Yes, and I hate love them all. Yep. It's the one time I can deal with this. I super, love a good hate watch. Fucking corny. I love it and hate it so much. Because I'm like, this is cute. And I'm like, also, I hope I want to die. Wow, you guys will never be together Mm -hmm. after this. Enjoy your one month of happiness. Yep, exactly. But it's a Christmas movie. But how cute! Look at all the lights and all the cute Christmas cookies. And then they did the thing. Shit. That last one. Christmas cookies. Was another hint. That was a hint. Dropping them all over the place. Yeah. All right. So all those things I mentioned and then we... Fell off a thing. And then we just kind of went with because it's all true. Those are all staple of Christmas movies. <laughs> so uh, while just Googling random things about it, people's thoughts on it tend to be really split in their de- decision. But it seems once they decide whether it's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie, they are very... It's polarized. Yes, like, it's, no, there's no fucking way it's the other thing. You're wrong, exactly. (laughs) The director of the film, Henry Selick, did come out and answer the question of whether it was a Christmas or a Halloween movie during a Uh Q&A at at a horror show film festival. His answer is, it's a Halloween movie. And then he goes on to explain that if you're asking the people who made the film, the movie's about Halloween. Um, and Don't the even ask Halloween And how they react to something like Christmas. That's fair. But despite what the director says, the movie will be solidified as a Christmas movie for some, a Halloween movie for others. And I even read a few tweets where people placed it around Thanksgiving, putting it right in between the holidays. Ah. So the Christmas obsessed in me wants to label this as a Christmas (laughs) movie, but... I know for me, it'll always be related to a Halloween movie. That's when I watched it, and that's when I would think about it. When I think about, like, if I ever think about this when movie and when I want to watch it, exactly, it's always around Halloween time. How about you? So for me, I feel like it, you start watching it around October 15th, and then you don't end until Christmas. Yeah. Like, not the entire time, but, like, for... It starts to come into my head, of course, around Halloween because that's like part of it, but it traverses mm-hmm. both holidays and passes over Thanksgiving so that I can have that too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if I'm looking for something that's on theme for those three months, then to go. <laughs> I think the Christmas movies in my brain are so 
strong feelings for me that I would never think about this as a Christmas movie. Like, I if am. you're gonna say, name your favorite Christmas movies, this will never show up mm-hmm. on a list of even, like, top 20. Like, it just won't be there because there's so many other Christmas movies mm-hmm. I love. But I understand. I think this would probably, this might be in my top three. Yeah. Like, there's just, you know, you say list a few and it won't come to mind. It won't say 20 fucking Christmas movies. I think I'd be in trouble. Oh, we definitely watched 20. Yeah, do I like 20 Christmas movies (laughs) enough to put them on my top 20 list? There's so many good ones. But there's a lot of bad ones. I There's also a lot of bad ones, but there's so many good ones. But I I like that you haven't seen Christmas in Connecticut and then we still have that to watch. I'm really excited about (laughs) <laughs> really but it's sad. like and even some like that like old timey shit is my yeah mm-hmm. i just go on and on with christmas movies of just like ones that i love from live action to the like little claymations and yes shit like that mm-hmm. all right everyone i am gonna put up a poll because i want to know what do you think so are you going to do Christmas, Halloween, or both? Or just Christmas, Christmas and Halloween? Christmas or Halloween. You have I to think, pick. I think you, eat, you lean away. Even if you're one of the rare people that will... Like, if you yeah. think of it, what would you say? Probably Halloween. Yeah. And like, I feel like everybody's sort of like... They, they lean maybe like you... Yeah, you also lead through it. Yeah. But I feel like everybody's like, what's your first thought of like, it? And it's you're going to have an idea. Colors. Yep. But, like, also, if you were, like, you have to list your top 15 Christmas movies, it would be in there. Because it's still about Christmas, and I still love it more than a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Where would you place it in Halloween movies? That's really hard. Now, let's talk about how we were talking earlier. Not just random horror movies. Halloween movies. Because this is a top Halloween movie for me. It would be in there, too. I think it would be literally for me. It would be similarly placed yeah. in both of those. It would be probably somewhere between ten and fifteen in both, because I have. There's a lot of very good, like scary, scary, scary Halloween movies that like really make things for me, and then there are a lot of very like Christmassy, everything is wonderful, and blah 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 movies, and then there's also Die Hard, <laughs> which you know is. One or two, depending on my mood. <laughs> so, another not really that genre movie. Yep. It's an action movie, but it's a Christmas movie. So, yeah. yeah. Let us know what you think. I'll mm-hmm. put up a little poll thingy when we post yeah. this. Were you a dumb, like, teenager, tweenager who was really into this because of Hot Topic and nonsense? <laughs> or did you get into it earlier? I was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, came out when I, I would have when been I was young, a baby, baby, and but then, yeah, someone was a baby, baby, also. <laughs> but uh, I think I started watching when, when I was like six or seven, so I'm like 1996. There's too many songs in this for it to be scary. It's fucking Disney, exactly. Even though it's like dark, it's still bright. Literally, there are scarier Disney movies. Yes, okay. there definitely are. What is the Rusted Robot Podcast? Hey there, this is Sean. This is Josh. And this is Kitty. We're your weekly geekly pop culture news. We talk about comic books. Movies. Anime. Celebrity deaths. 
collectibles, toys, movie news, upcoming trailers, and so much more. Check us out on the ESO Network and everywhere podcasts are found. Your nerdy news specialist, the Rusted Robot Podcast. Yes, okay, so today I am talking about the comic book collection graphic novel X Infernus, which is written by C.B. Jawalski? I'm not sure. You'll know more in a second. With art by Giuseppe uh, Camon Coley. I didn't read that before this. Here we are. <laughs> It was written in 2009, and it's mostly about magic from the X-Men. And really, I just wanted an excuse to talk about magic from the X-Men, so here we are. You didn't need an excuse. We talk about nerdy things. You could have just talked about magic from the X-Men. This is the story I want to talk about with her, because it's a good fucking one. So yeah, I loved magic from the start, because first of all, she is a tiny person with like an armor arm. And then she suddenly becomes one of the rulers in hell with a, like, big old demon horns and feet. And, uh, I was in my pseudo baby goth edgy phase where I didn't really do anything actually edgy, but I was into a lot of the things because they were dark and whatnot. And to be fair, a lot of those things did stick, so I guess this is actually the person I am. <laughs> um. <laughs> So here we are. Magic, uh, who is Ileana Rasputin, did stick as well. Her dark child form, which is spelled with a Y and an E on the end, uh, just in case you are a person who needs to see things spelled and also feels oh, not actually triggered, but just this side of triggered by how hot topic that is. Oh, God. I also um, just realized how much of a missed opportunity I had to talk about Rasputin in general during Halloween. Well, I put him on the list. He's always spooky and he's always good. We can talk about his 11,000 foot penis. Penis. <laughs> a thousand times. Also, it was really big. Also, his dick was really big. I heard it was really big. So yeah, we have to lay the groundwork to get to the Ex-Infernus uh, story because Magic's backstory is stupid and bonkers. So Magic is Magic with a K. It's the code name of Ileana Rasputin, who is the younger sister of Piotr Rasputin or Colossus. Uh, Colossus's main power, for those who don't remember, is turning into a bigger, metaler version of himself. He was also in Deadpool and some of the X-Men movies because his power is really cool visually and because most people like a very thick, shiny man. (laughs) Did I go the wrong way there? You went the right way. I left it there for you. His uh, powers actually originally manifest when there is a runaway tractor that is going for Ileana, which another thing I was like, tractors are not super fast. No. Couldn't you just be like, Ileana, get the fuck out of the way. I mean, people survive tractors like Panda. Yes. 
Listener Panda's brother did not uh, manifest superpowers for that. He actually rolled her over with the dress. Like, whoops, my bad. He probably didn't even say, whoops, my bad. No. Don't tell mom. Shake it up. (laughs) You're fine. Just keep walking and you'll never bend again. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. So... His little sister is Ilyana, and she is also a mutant. There's another a brother runaway that's also... Tractor. I'm sorry, now I'm just picturing no. it in my head. It, like, I sat there for a second, and then for another probably 30 seconds, <laughs> was like, Oh no, this It's not like there was anything wrong with her, so I don't know what why he couldn't have been like, hey, can you can you move? Can you roll like four feet to your left? You should be good. But instead he's like, I have mutant powers now. Hey, I mean if uh, <laughs> any port in a storm, if there's a fake runaway attractor that will give me mutant powers, I'm here for it. <laughs> um <laughs> Ileana's continuity is weird as shit. So we're not going to go super far into it. Also, mm-hmm. comics. Comics is weird anyways. <laughs> Hers is extra weird. Hers is like Donna Troy weird. Not quite that bad, but it's... That was a gross little tiny like bloop of a ghost. Like a Slimer ghost. Ew. That's what that looked like. But yeah, she's also a mutant. And then there's another brother, Mikhail. That's a mutant. I don't know anything about him. I know! <laughs> When I was reading their history, they were like, and there's another brother. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I know this family pretty well. Are you serious? There's another one? Okay, I guess I'll look at that later. But yeah, her power is uh, teleportation, which she does by summoning, and I quote, stepping discs, uh, which are a little like little holes in the, like, light holes that you pop onto and then you're in the next place. Cool. Basically, these little discs that she would pop into are her going into the dimension known as Limbo, which is a hell dimension. Or Halloween Town. It's Halloween Town. It's Halloween Town, but it's a lot more dark and bloody. Um, Halloween Town in the real world. Yes. This is actual factual Halloween Town. So, unlike most teleporters in the Marvel Universe, magic can also teleport through time as well as space. So, when I say her continuity is fucked up as shit, like, it's so confusing. So, it's fine. Everything's fine. She can teleport to a certain moment or days in future, into the past, or centuries into the past or future. Um, but when she first started out, uh, if she tried to t- travel too far through space or time, it would all get fucked up and she would end up in the wrong place. That's all. Like, if you can pop in and out of your continuity, it's going to be fucking shit. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. This all starts when she is six. She gets kidnapped by Arcade. That's not important, but that's why she's hanging out with the X-Men at six. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they rescue her and bring her back to the X-Men mansion, and that's where everything starts. So there's this dude, Belasco, 
And Belasco is the demon lord in Limbo. He is basically king of Limbo. And he takes notice of her at six, which is a hard fucking yikes. Anyways. Um, I'm like, oh, this makes me so much more uncomfortable as an adult. As an adult adult. And a true crime junkie adult adult. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what he wants to do is he wants to use her soul in order to uh, summon the Elder Gods and help them destroy Earth. So in order to do this, he has to place five bloodstones in a pentagram locket that he's given to Ileana. He makes the first one when he captures her at age six. And how you do that thing is basically he rips out a chunk of her soul... And remakes it in his image, which is a bad time. So basically, the more bloodstones that he makes and puts in this stupid little locket, the more demonic she becomes. In this dumb story, which is the pre-story to the story that we're actually getting to, (laughs) uh, there's a bunch of different, like, future versions of X-Men in it. Like, older versions. There's an older Storm. There's a Kitty Pride that goes by Cat that is also a, like, servant of Blasco. There's a spooky Nightcrawler. It's fucking nonsense. So we're not going into that either because it's stupid. Basically, this whole time, she's either being taught magic by those nerds or she's either being taught magic by Blasco. And at the same time... Those nerds, those nerds don't have magic. They do in this weird continuity where they're old and I have been... hate it. Oh, yes. They've been, like, working under Belasco and they're old and I don't understand it. It's... Yeah. That's why this is the pre-version of the story that I actually care about because it's very confusing. You could have done this without any of these characters, but they decided to throw them in for no reason. It's fine. For name value. Yeah, that's definitely it. Magic probably wasn't selling it on her own and neither was Belasco because he's a little bitch. I've never even heard of him. Um, he's in some things, but you know, he's nothing important. He's kind of boring. She's being taught magic by them and by Belasco. And during all of this time, whenever they're not around, she's stealing into Belasco's books and learning as much as she can so that she can fucking ruin him later because that's she fair. is an actual queen. Even if she is, you know, kind of a monster, but that's fine. We'll get there. And during this time, he ends up taking two more bloodstones from her, which is why she is in bad fucking shape. And for, I think all of the X-Men, the like fake X-Men who are in the future end up dying, blah, 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 or being punished. It's not important. But Ileana ends up learning that she can create a soul sword from her the bloodstones, um, and basically she can, like, yoink out a sword whenever she needs it. And it That's will... where that sword comes from? Yep. Got a little fucking, um, revolutionary girl. Was gonna say, going to say, got some Utna shit in there, and I was like, oh no, all of my shit is running together, and it's great. So at the end of all this nonsense, she, uh, basically, like, goes to threaten Velasco with the sword, and they fight for a little while, and then she ends up sparing his life because she figures out not to be corrupted by it and gets back to Earth. Blah, blah, blah. So that's the end of that kind of story. And then now with Limbo under back under his control, Belasco captures more mutants and ends up torturing them. 
And magic comes to rescue people because she can actually get to fucking hell. That's like her <laughs> skill set. You know who also could probably get to hell? Lockjaw. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Lockjaw, very capable. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Things I didn't know, and now I know. Go back to that episode, I don't know numbers. And I won't pretend to. <laughs> the good boy episode. The good boy episode. The good boy and not so not good Not so boy. good boy. <laughs> One's a baby, and the other one is also a baby, but in a very different Ugh, way. In an annoying way. Yeah, well, he's not so much a baby for you. <laughs> Limbo is back under Blaster control, so he captures the mutants because that's the type of nerd that he is and decides <laughs> to torture them for whatever reason. He's like, you guys will tell me where magic is, and they're like, we literally don't fucking know. Borg. Uh, so magic comes to rescue those people, and then she meets... Pixie, who is actual baby. Uh, her name is Megan I Gwynn. Pixie. I love Pixie so much. So if you ever wanted to be Pixie... I, say, I think I'd be a super cute Pixie. I would be Ileana, and we could do these versions so because they're really fun. Um, but yeah, so she meets Pixie, who is baby, and then uh, in sensing the basically the fact that she's like so pure and wonderful and shit like that, she comes up with a plan to finally get rid of Belasco. Unfortunately, this plan requires her to make a bloodstone with Pixie's soul, which gives Pixie her soul dagger, but also like does take away a piece of Pixie and makes her more susceptible to just being sad and terrible and <laughs> sad and terrible and you know demonic and shit like that uh then they storm Belasco's castle with the new mutants which is all the people who Ileana used to pal with back when she was actually an x-men doing her thing and they take him down Adios, Belasco. And then Ileana's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, guys. And she teleports them all back and is like, later, I'm going to rule hell. And that's where our story starts. (laughs) Peace. Just going to do this thing. Thanks for the help, bros. (laughs) Yeah, so um, story starts out with Colossus is, like, standing in front of a statue of Ileana and being sad about it because that's... And it's probably raining. I can't actually a thousand percent remember, but I'm pretty sure it's raining because it's tragic and shit. And he's like, I don't understand why you guys don't do fucking anything to go get Ileana out of limbo. And Scott Cyclops is like, um, we tried in the past and we've tried, we're gonna keep trying, but, uh, limbo is sealed off. We can't get there right now. And, um, uh, Amanda Sefton, who is magic two dose. Uh, who, who had she? a magic two? No, I, yeah. Oh, she had a thing. Who is she? <laughs> she? She's like vaguely, I think, a scientist. And she had a thing with Kurt, but she also had magic powers and like big horns for a little while and shit like that. She does magic, basically. Yeah. Not that magic. Oh no. Help. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Where she hasn't we? been able to break the seal. Doctor Strange is off on fucking nowhere and nobody knows where he is. Shocking. And Warren Worthington III has his scientists looking into it because that's what money does. Wait, so what are they trying to do? Figure out how to get to Limbo so that they can oh. actually save magic. You know what they could have done? Gone to Lockjaw. Yeah. 
I just solved their problem. If only you guys thought about dogs. The bestest boy. Have you thought about the solution to most problems? The bestest giant boy. He's very big. He's very big and cute. To be fair, I feel like Colossus and Lockjaw would get along. Oh my god. Oh my the God. best frisbee he ever. Could throw the biggest tree to him ever. He could just throw. Well, that's that's probably why the fastball <laughs> special. <laughs> fastball special. You can catch this in your mouth. It's pretty but small. It's it like it's like how the thing and Lockjaw got along so well because he could throw him giant trees. Exactly. Same thing, except this time it's Wolverine. <laughs> I, okay. Can you draw that? That was <laughs> okay. That needs to be you something. See me turn to the microphone <laughs> to talk to myself. Why am I like that? That's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> Shit. But yeah, in class, I like how much lockjaw is coming. Up in me this. too. I'm really into this. Okay. Got yeah. it. So that all shit happens, and Scott's like, here are all these reasons why we can't, and Colossus is like, that's fucking bullshit, and I think it's dumb. You would have done... He doesn't say this. He might say this. I can't remember. But here's the thing. You would have done fucking anything for Gene, Scott. Exactly. That's the gag sound that I hope Go you can Go fuck hear. Emma and, not, and become actually a Let man. Let me fuck Emma and then Ugh. you can stay home. Hello. Okay. Um... <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> going down the wrong path there. Literally, the scene is Colossus being like, "Oh no, my poor baby sister! I can't even imagine the like terrible things that she's going through in limbo." And literally, the next page is just her, and she's got this huge, giant fucking axe that's as big as her. She's got horns that are like as big as my elbows, big goat feet, and she's screaming, "Cut out their hearts and bring me their heads!" And I'm like, "Are you gonna?" Make- goat feet that's it's on my ideal costume <laughs> list and i really really want to uh, while in limbo uh magic is like fucking around with a bunch of demons because she's looking for the original literally book. fucking around or? she's fucking around with her soul sword with oh. a bunch of demons so everybody is getting i guess that's just as exciting it is <laughs> i mean and like you know, I'm not going to say anything. You do whatever. You want to slice people up or you want to slice people up. <laughs> I'm not casting aspersions about any demon's kinks, but they might be into that sort of thing. Yeah, Just you do you. You do you as long as it's all consensual. Yep, that's well, all we give a shit. Oh, that's how it's complicated. But so if you're on this podcast, it's consensual. Uh, this is a complicated matter, so we're not going to get into it. <laughs> but yeah, so she's she's looking around for her she's looking for her original bloodstone amulet, which has three of her bloodstones in it and is fucking missing. And she's raising hell, which was not a pun that I had even written into here, and now I'm mad about the fact that I made it. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, but yeah, she's raising hell in order to try and find this thing. And all the like high up demons we've got Mephisto, Dormammu, and Hela, as well as some other ones that nobody ever talks about in Marvel, but who cares? And they're <laughs> like, hmm, uh, you can't, like, rule in limbo and also be a little bitch. It's super annoying. True. So, Belasco's daughter, Witchfire, which is a baller name, it's super annoying, I but it's also... I always wonder how these things have children. <sighs> Let's not look too closely. Maybe she spored off of him. At Maybe one point. he turned into an ox. 
just do a classic like Zeus and yeah. be like, "Oops, I'm a peacock that randomly <laughs> fucked another peacock. They randomly fucked a woman, and suddenly, or I fucked a woman, and then now I turned into a peacock, so nobody noticed me." Like, what's happening? It's weird that I came down to visit my husband. This is me being Hera. And he was right here, but now there is a peacock. Vaguely majestic peacock. (laughs) I feel weird about this. Why is this pulse shining and have a little, like, lightning bolt cutie mark on it? Are we My Little Pony? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay. Basically, Belasco's daughter, Witchfire, little bitch, shows up during this meeting with what all the demons. What does she look like? She's actually not that weird looking. Mm-hmm. She's okay. So she's a little weird looking. She has. <laughs> she has like she's a whitish looking woman with red hair, but she's wearing a red hooded garb her eyes are like purely white sometimes her mouth looks more demonic depending on how the artist draws it but she's also wearing like a lot of belts and like pouches just so not realistic Mm -hmm. but anyways okay like i put a quarter in every one of these i put a little pentagram thing she's ready to bounce them off asses but yeah, so Witchfire, she, because she is uh, Belasco's daughter, she has the amulet now because he was the owner. She has, she's the current owner of it. And uh, she vows to take her father's place as the ruler of Limbo and Kill Magic. Back in X-Man world. X-Man. X-Man. X-Man world. X-Man. Back in X-Men world. Kurt and Pixie. Kurt Nightcrawler. Ooh, a baby. I was loving Pixie, but Kurt's good too. Literally, well, I was just saying for people who don't know no. who Kurt is. Who the fuck um, doesn't know who Kurt is? Well, if you don't, if you're not a, an X-Men fan, if I just say Kurt, you might think of... You should go read some X-Men, though. That's a thousand percent too. <laughs> but yeah, so Kurt and Pixie are training with uh, teleportation because Pixie also does that. And uh, Kurt brings up her soul dagger in conversation, and she is not hyped about that, which is fair, because it is basically like, hey, it's weird that a like, chunk of your soul got like turned into a devil soul or whatever the fuck we're <laughs> trying to say this thing that is. That doesn't seem normal. It's weird that like there's a chunk of your soul that is in a dagger that is evil. <laughs> Whereas I would be like, Yes! This thing that I'm not using literally at all, I get to turn it into something sharp and pointy. That is the best day of my actual life. He points out that people have noticed when she starts to use it, her personality changes. And uh, she starts to cry and summons her soul dagger. And then she, her personality immediately changes and she stabs Kurt in the, the chest and knocks him out. So uh, a bunch of the X-Men come through and they're like, oh no, what the fuck? And Beast comes in and is shocked at seeing that Pixie's soul dagger is like stuck in Kurt's chest. And when uh, she removes it, they find where Magic's soul sword is hidden. So basically the dagger comes out and then the soul sword comes out. And then Kurt is like, womp. This is a big shrug. I don't know what to do with my life. 
because she senses the soul sword there, Magic teleports to the X-Men base to reclaim it. Magic pops in, and she is standing before a pixie and a bunch of fucking X-Men, and basically is like, Pixie, hand over my fucking soul sword. And uh, she just takes out uh, Mercury, Rockslide, and Beast, and a bunch of other people. No big deal. Yep. And then uh, she engages uh, Pixie in combat, and Pixie's like, I am not going to give you this sword because you're a bitch, and you decided to ruin my soul just because you're a bitch. Which, uh, she's not wrong, so that's fair. Um, but magic still overpowers her and regains her sword. And then as soon as she gets a hold of it, her appearance changes and she becomes less demon and more human because she's basically... Got more soul back. Exactly! I got you. Metaphors! Flash, not really. Not literally. It's literally a literal... Yeah. She's literally getting her soul back. And it's a many eye rolls. Souls aren't real. Ghosts are also only real on Halloween when you burp. (laughs) And then, so basically, once she gets the sword back and gets back to sort of more human, a ton of fucking X-Men enter to go fight her, including Colossus. And when Colossus calls her, uh, which his little nickname for her is, which is probably in Russian, unless... Stupid sounding Russian, <laughs> but it's my little snowflake. Which, if somebody ever called me that, I'd immediately throw up. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's adorable in Russian, but no, it's not cute in English. It sounds dumb, and also snow. They're um, also from Russia, so they probably like snow. That's all it does there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Snow and beets, the vegetable. <laughs> was thinking the vegetable. I wasn't thinking all they do is beat their fucking person in Russia. But it is Russia. (laughs) But yeah, Colossus is like, oh no, a little snowflake, and then she still hits him, so bloop, bloop, bloop. And then she gets the fuck out of there and teleports back to Limbo. In the meantime, while she's doing this, is basically like, Colossus, you can't save me. I have to save myself. So if you can fuck off, that would be super great. Uh, she's probably... That's not a good life story, everyone. Don't only rely on yourself. You can... You obviously need to rely <laughs> on you, but also accept help from others. As a person who ha- had experienced trauma from 6 to 14, Liana should have been in legions of therapists. So much therapy. So... We're starting in a very, like, you're not doing great. And it's okay. Starting from behind. To accept help from others. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're your large metal over bro- older brother. And yeah. I just said they're- over brother. <laughs> they are family. They're your yeah. older brother who turned into a mutant so he could save you from a tractor. That you he wasn't going to be a mutant otherwise. <laughs> Imagine that's just it. It just never gets triggered. You have never, no like trauma or anything scary that ever happens in your life. And you just go to a haunted house once. <laughs> It's and you're like, oh no, I'm actually the one that has bone spikes. <laughs> no. Okay. Fuck. I'm okay. lost. Hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. You can figure that out while I put the pizza mm-hmm. in the oven. Awesome. Wonderful. Shit. 
So magic bops back to Limbo because she can do that whenever the fuck she wants. In the meantime, in Limbo, Witchfire learns that magic has left Limbo and she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm in control now. So she just hops on the throne, stabs a bunch of people who were working with magic. No big deal. And is like, guess that's fuck you. Literally, like, Wishfire as a person is, guess that's fuck you. That is her, like, motto that she lives every fucking day by. <laughs> and then Ileana is, le- is like, wait, so, Bolasco, who raised me as his daughter for, like, seven years, had an actual fucking daughter? And then Wish- That tends to happen. Yep. And then Wishfire is like, Yep. And steps out of the shadow and attacks magic. Back in X-Menville, Peter is like, or Piotr, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Colossus is like, I'm going after Ileana and... Big metal man? Big metal man. Big thick metal man. He's like, hey, my thighs are huge. And shiny. And shiny. I'm going after my sister. Why do you think people grease themselves up? You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, I'm going after my sister, uh, and y'all can fuck yourselves if you think that I'm not going to do that. And Scott's like, no, you're right. Actually, we'll put together a team. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I was expecting a fight, but here we are. That's fine. And then they end up having to bring Pixie, because Pixie's the only one who can teleport them to Limbo. And Pixie's like, oh my god, I have to fucking work with this stupid bitch again who has already crushed my soul. I know, she is a sweet, sweet baby. Pixie teleports them to Limbo, and then there's a bunch of fucking demons around them. No one still went to the dog. So, if any of these people had a brain, it was probably Emma, and she didn't know about the dog. (laughs) So here we are. Like, I feel like, well, this is in 2009, but you still could have had a fucking text chain that was like, hey, does anybody know how to deal with Limbo? Hey, does anybody know how we should go about Limbo? One, like, you could have one email that goes to everybody that just somebody checks every now and then. It could be Forge because that's his jam. And then, like, you know. Just check your email every once in a while. Check your email every once in a while because sometimes there's, sometimes every two days there's a giant fucking disaster. (laughs) And what if you have the expertise that I need? Dog. Please. Dog. (laughs) What if your dog has the expertise that I need? Considering Kitty is the dragon version of the locks. Like, you I feel like the locks are definitely in a text chain. Yeah. There's no way that's not. There's just like a little. Texting going on. They can't communicate. The pet Avengers. Lockjaw and Lockheed are buddies. No one was like, hey, hey, Lockjaw, you the bestest boy. Nobody was like, hey, kitty, can you talk to your dragon who can talk to a dog? Yeah. The locks were probably like, oh, y'all fucking nerds at the end of this. Like, (laughs) we could have solved your problem and you didn't have to involve the weird demon lady. But it's fine. Also, I feel like she would be less demonic if she could hug a puppy. Look at this giant puppy. One of the bloodstones immediately just transforms back into her soul. That's just how that goes. That's canon. We're calling it right fucking now. Boom. You're, you're absolutely welcome, Marvel, but we will expect royalties if this fucking happens. 
<laughs> so Magic goes to Blesco Castle and is like, uh, Witchfire, you're a fucking bitch. Witchfire just needs to hug a dog, too. Literally. That's- Can everyone just lo- hug Lockjaw? So what Marvel would, would be done? Li- Marvel would have to close. If they just put a bunch of fucking puppies in Limbo, Limbo would be the best place to hang out. Limbo would just become a dog cafe where you can't take the dogs home because they live there because everyone wants to hug your dog. And they have too many teeth, but that's fine. That would act. That's the dog I want to take home. <laughs> you say that's not monster dog would be my idea. Um, I just want a Cerberus. This is turned into the but first let's talk about dogs podcast. The only problem with the Cerberus is that I only have two hands, which means okay. I have to just kiss it with one hand, and I'm worried that there will be jealousy issues. It's okay. I just said kiss it with one hand. I know. You know what I, mean. <laughs> I was gonna ignore it and call yourself out on it. Okay. Which fire is basically like, um, so all the things that Blasco owned are mine, including most of your soul. That's mm-hmm. fair. And then Magic is taken down by Witchfire, who is like, mm, bitch, I am taking your second bloodstone amulet, which is the one with Pixie's bloodstone Oh, that's not it. fair. It is not. She stabs Magic in the chest, which knocks her out. Lots of chest stabs this day. Um, I feel like stabbing in the neck is more intense. There's so many places. I think that's where I was thinking you were going to go. The neck. That That'd is be, way worse than the chest. It's a lot grosser. I would much rather take a stab in the chest than in the fucking neck. I feel like a, in the chest is going to be a lot quicker. In the neck, I guess if you're going to stab me, make it quick. Don't stab me. Don't stab me. <laughs> if you're going to kill me, do it Do it quicker than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Witchfire... Stabs magic, she gets knocked out, and then she takes Pixie's bloodstone and adds the original amulet, which gives her four bloodstones and makes her look more demonic. Fighting occurs X-Men style. So if you were wondering which is the one that is like four or five lines of something that I just cut out and was like, nope, it's this. We're just going to classify it as X-Men style. And then Pixie senses some, like, darkness within her, and she teleports off to the castle by herself, which she senses because now Witchfire has her bloodstone amulet. Um, When she arrives at the castle, Pixie happens upon a mirror that shows herself transformed into a demon, and she freaks the fuck out and runs into the, thr- the throne room where she finds magic chained up and witchfire. Uh, witchfire grabs Pixie by the throat and forces her to become her new apprentice, which basically just means that she's going to take another bloodstone. Kurt teleports a bunch of the X-Men into the throne room because everything is shitty and he can hear them screaming in there. And once they're in there, there's a bunch of fighting and nonsense. Kurt notices Ileana is chained to the pillar and she's like, you have to stab me with Pixie's soul dagger because A, you're attuned to magic because of all this fucking nonsense. And B, it's the only way to free me. So that's that. And she's like, sorry about that. And he's like, oh, okay. And does actually stab her. That's like a free pass to stab someone. How exciting is that? And she doesn't die. So it's fine. 
It's a soul sword. It's complicated. I was going to say, do soul swords actually kill you? Or no. Okay. Because We're not going to get into that because we have to dress up your cat and we only have two and a half hours. <laughs> so let's go. I'm doing I'm thing. very excited about this and we have pizza to eat, but we also I'm have really a cat excited to dress about up. pizza too. Um, okay. <laughs> Basically, he does the thing and stabs her and... Colossus comes in and is like, what the fuck? And then punches no. the <laughs> And then punches the While he's metal. Fire. But I can't remember. I, I didn't. picture that in my brain. I assume. He's 100% metal in my brain. If I was Piotr, I would literally... Always if I was, be metal? First of all, I would almost always be metal. Can he pee when he's metal? How do we think that works? Asking the real questions. <laughs> It's just like fucking mall rats where it's like, is the thing's dick just rock? Yeah. So what I want to know. He's metal. Does he have to polish himself? That would probably take longer than taking a shower. I don't know. If he is dirty as metal and then turns into a human and takes a shower, is he a shiny metal after that? I would assume yes. I feel like that'd be a lot quicker. Okay, sorry. Pizza, dressing up your cat, go. If you're metal, just turn not metal, get dressed in the normal way, and then Turn metal. Yeah. Bam. Much less work. You don't have to use any, like, weird sanders or some fucking shit, which is a bad time. Shoe polish. (laughs) Don't use that on your... Rubber buff. Oh, no! Okay, go. Go. Okay. Go. <laughs> um, Witchfire basically gets to make the fifth bloodstone out of Pixie's soul. And Kurt sees this happening after being punched by Colossus and just fucking slices off Witchfire's hand and is like, nope, you don't get this. And she's like, nope, actually, I get to regrow a demonic hand. <laughs> because I have this stupid thing. So, uh, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Sorry, not. Mm-hmm. Witchfire uses the bloodstones to summon the Elder Gods, which is what her papa wanted to do. Yeah. Papa Boasco! Papa! <laughs> but Ileana basically is like, nope, bitch. And uh, she comes in and she and her X-Men friends interrupt the summoning. And while the X-Men battle the Elder Gods, Ileana fights Witchfire, which seems super unfair, but it's sure. fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. Witchfire blasts the shit out of her and thinks that she would, like, destroy her. But it turns out, actually, the armor that she's been wearing isn't her magic armor, but it's Mercury who has turned into armor because Mercury is magic resistant. That's part of her power. Basically, it's like, oh, well, guess that did nothing, you stupid bitch. Uh, also, Ileana's, like, Mercury armor is boss as fuck, and I want to make that one, too. So here we are. They slash Witchfire, and they strip her of the amulet containing the bloodstones, and Ileana and Pixie use their blades to smash the amulet. But during this, uh, Witchfire escapes the crumbling castle with the floor of bloodstones into the Elder God's dimension. And Pixie is super, super bummed because she lost a chunk of her soul. And she is, like, very mad at magic because it's basically her fault. Like, she lost more of her soul. And it's all on you, bitch. And she tries to attack her with her soul dagger. And 
you know, it doesn't work out super well. It doesn't go so well. Exactly. Um, And then she ends up flying away in tears. And Ileana is upset that she was basically like her goal was to recover her soul. And now she's fearing for her humanity. While this is happening, Kurt comes up to her and he's like, well, one of my parents was a demon and I have decided that I have a soul regardless of that. So we can be sort of pseudo demon buddies. I can help them all. Souls don't exist. Exactly. Ghosts only exist on Halloween. On Halloween when you burp. So you only have to worry about your soul. Do I burp on my soul? No, probably not. Just burping out dead people. No, you're just burping out ghosts. Just your souls and the ghosts. Just previous dead people don't exist because every time they burped, it's been just like JFK. That gross one you probably burped out was Napoleon. <laughs> it was small and fat. I don't know if he was fat, but like... Small and gross. It was small and it had mites. <laughs> I, that I know about. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so Kurt's like, we can have a club. It's fine. You're fine. It's not a big deal. And then Peter is also like... Not a big deal. Then he's like, goes to Petter and he's like, You have weird horns, and I don't know what to do with my life, so I guess you're not the little snowflake that knew. But everything's fine, I still love you, I swear. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, we should get those horns looked at. <laughs> and then she teleports all of the X Men back to their compound and is like basically ready to leave, and uh, she is convinced by. Peter and her old new old friends from the new mutants. Old new friends. (laughs) I was going to say her old new mutants friends and then I was like, that's stupid and I hate everything about it. Um, Her old friends from the new mutants also convince her to stay. And then that's where it ends. So that's that. Magic is a boss and a half. I love the fuck out of her. Also, the art in this is so goddamn good. It's like spooky and like a little gothy and dark. You know, it's exactly what like the 13-year-old me who found out about Ileana turning into like kind of a devil version wanted it to be. Fair. But actually it has plot. So I like it. Mm I didn't know too much about magic. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I feel like unless you specifically look into her, you yeah. like she only comes up in some shit. Like basically, you mean one of those characters that if you like, you yeah. know about her. But if you don't super take an interest to her, then you then probably you, yeah. have no fucking yeah. idea. Who she Not is. that I don't like her, I just never like really. You know, we all yeah. have our characters. So. I know. <laughs> that was fun. I just had a really. I had a thought of I have to figure out where our pizza cutter is. <laughs> that that was my last minute. If you saw me slightly distracted looking yep. at the boxes, it was like, oh no, where's our pizza cutter? <laughs> I have emotions. It's in one of the new boxes. It's fine. It's fine. But here I was, episode twenty nine. Episode twenty nine. I can't believe we're so 29. fucking close to thirty, I which know. is ridiculous. Holy shit. I can't believe this has been going on for thirty weeks. It's bright. March, April. I wear your masks. Wear your masks. <laughs> it was when quarantine started. Exactly. So it was probably it was... end of March, beginning of April. When yeah. we were like, let's do it. We're in quarantine. It's time. Time. So here we are. Wear your masks. Mm-hmm. We're not really in quarantine anymore. 
Yeah, we're because half America's in quarantine. Bad at yeah, now. exactly. We should still be in quarantine, yeah. but we're not. Um, thank you for tuning in. Happy Halloween, happy Halloween. everyone. Or happy a couple weeks after yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we'll take a picture of us. Yes. And then we'll eat pizza and then take pictures with your cat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. Make sure if you listen through Apple I uh, Apple iPod. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, or if you have an Apple account, you go on, you subscribe, you rate, you review, five stars, nice butts, whatever you want to say on yeah. that review. Nice butts, nice pumpkins. You know, it's great. That Other weird be euphemisms. <laughs> so helpful to us. You can also catch us on Spotify. You can also catch us on Podbean, and we are also on the ESO Network. Sorry, our pizza's ready. So, we have to go get that out of the oven before it burns, but have a happy Halloween once again, and I will see you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm Brady Petrino. Petrino. I'm more thoughtful like what? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Making Christmas Making Christmas Where The Pumpkin King Where Brittany is a nightmare Merry Christmas Happy Halloween Butts There's been plenty of butt this Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 This is Halloween. I have to pee. This is Halloween. Me too. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. With spider hats and pretty boots. Can't wait to listen back to this. <laughs> Kevin, make our some X. <laughs>